are you? Nate Freeman, welcome back to these states that are united. How are you doing? Let's check in. Let's download everything that happened since we spoke last. Mm-hmm. We spoke last a week ago. Right now I'm back in New York City, which is fantastic. I was really getting ready to leave. Yeah, I alluded to that Swiss. in the intro. Yeah. I've had uh, a day of extremes. I've extremed the best of New York, which is lunch at the Odeon, and the worst of New York, which is walking through the San Gennaro Festival as it enters week three of its damn fucking existence. I like that the only posts I really see about San Gennaro are photographs of the overflowing trash cans uh, on the social mm-hmm. media. Yo, I saw some fucking MAGA hats. I saw just like biker dudes. I saw like like dumb influencers. It's truly the armpit of Manhattan. I cannot. I mean, is, am I going to get like taken down for being like anti San Gennaro? Are there people who defend this shit? No, no, no one defends it. Uh, for a while, the the boys that are now known as Major Food Group, when they had their first oh, little yeah. shop, Torsi, they would do a cool thing. They would set up a stand and they would do these dope that. pork ribs so, and stuff. Shouts to Mario Carbone, who's actually lit. I met him in Miami at the uh, the first week of his, his his outpost down there in South Beach. Great guy. He was smoking a cigar outside. Bro, Mario, Mario doesn't need our love. He's getting plenty of love from everywhere. I know. Uh, I know. But anyway, they, but used, no, they used to yeah. set up a stand, and that was cool because they both kind of played with the irony of it. But post that, no, I think it would actually be more radical of a stance to somehow find a reason to be pro San Gennaro at this point. Yeah. I can't really find one, just, No, it's it's terrible. But the Odeon was great. I caught up with, uh, I, you know, I did some linking and building with a friend who works for a certain uh, uh billionaire who might be launching some rockets into space so that was fun i mean that doesn't actually here. narrow it down that much is the thing <laughs> there's down to three is he re- <laughs> is he recently single or, is, or i guess that i guess that also does not narrow it down yeah, but Sta- we, stacking yeah. those bills for high in those rockets and living the single life it's an in, it's a pandemic really yeah, it's a pandemic just like building spaceships uh this particular bill- billionaire who likes uh the uh outer rims of our, of our solar system uh, is, oh, is... <laughs> uh, we that's, that's one for the too. real heads right there. Yeah, um, we that he built a tiki bar on the uh, outskirts of this, like you know, the, in the desert where the rocket ships are built, so the staff can drink the very nice fruity cocktails, which I found very nice. All right, maybe you know, yeah. one, maybe he's the one rare. Um, well, actually, that's not true. I'm not going to say that. Um, anyway, but anyway, listen, listen. Ships. No one wants to hear more. No, no one hears no, about no San Gennaro. No one, They've heard enough about the fucking Odeon. They know you had a martini. They know you had a little tartare. Maybe I, I don't I know. Had a beer. Yeah, I had a beer. And a salad. Uh, yeah, it is lunch. It is Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. I'm skipping NFL football right now. Kicked my children out of the house, so uh, we wow, do a rare, rare Sunday pod with my boy mm-hmm. Nate. Because the last time we, last time we were together, you and I were sitting together in a hotel room in beautiful Zurich, about to leave to go to dinner at Kronenhalle. Uh, what a what a meal that was. Honestly, you know, I ate a few good things, but really just a few. But uh, the best meal was was, was Kronenhalle. Actually, it might have been the highlight of the entire trip. Yeah, I mean, it also might have gone all downhill from there. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, honestly, like, yeah, it was, it was anticlimactic. Yeah, um, we, I mean, the the, the that 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 multi-person meat course, which was we just got for the table, in addition to all getting our appetizers and entrees, was incredible. I don't think I've ever had that dish there. Um, yeah. I mean, the veal is the classic. A steak is a steak, but this was exceptional. I um, mean, we got the, we got the salmon blini, we got the carpaccio, we got it was just fantastic. The, the veal that we got, like as our our main course, was was fantastic. Um, it all happened. Um, it all disintegrated that night. You know, I'm used to going to Basel from Zurich on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I think that is a schedule I'm gonna I'm gonna 
go back to because uh, I felt I woke up Monday morning. And uh, even though you didn't have to be in Bals for anything until later, uh, I mean, Lista was opening at 11, I felt a little bit kind of uh, uh, like people were ahead of me, like I was behind, like I was playing catch yeah. up the whole rest of the week, in fact. Um, exactly. After that yeah. I, I think, I mean, I just, I hated the new Lista location. I think I'm pretty open about this. It just it felt very antiseptic. I missed the old schoolhouse where it used to be. But generally, you know, it's really nice to get to Lista at even 1030 because they have a little uh, champagne breakfast that is actually, I think, superior to the, the one in the main fair. Uh, there's like a bunch of little great uh, hemoni barico bites. There's some Parmesan with uh, a great little bit of vinegar on there. It, it, it's a really, really nice champagne breakfast. I've definitely there. never made it to that, even when I was in Basel. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they had it. Maybe they had it at the new whatever location, which is really just like a convention center. It was kind of. It took some of the magic out of it. No, I, you know, great- I, 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 I don't want to disagree. I don't want to disagree with you, Nate. But I disagree with you. I thought for the exhibitors and for the artists that they were showing, um, and for me as someone who's like a little bit frazzled, being so close to the Misa plots uh, made it a lot mm-hmm. easier. I know it didn't have that same je ne sais quoi, that certain kind of funky quality. But I, and maybe this speaks to my own aging and boredom, have gotten a little bit over that. And over that funkiness yeah. and the ability, even in a pre-pandemic time, to be able to navigate through these tiny hallways and rooms and figure out what fucking gallery was showing what thing. So it all kind of bleeds into themselves. Uh, while I used to love the charm, I feel like that charm, as as good friend of the pod, um, Meredith Darrow pointed out over dinner, that like part of that charm was also part of a smaller art world that was more navigable yeah. in and of itself. And perhaps the time for that is over, and perhaps that that nostalgia is no longer uh, is no longer uh, necessary or productive. And I like the new space. I like that I could pop in there really easily and then go to Design Miami and then go to Unlimited. Um, yeah. So I think I had a lot of fun. I have to. I have to admit, I got. Uh, uh, I definitely got there uh, later in the week because I actually had my next meal after our dinner at Corona Hall was lunch at Corona Hall with a good client that had just flown in, uh, driven That's in right. actually that morning, and then we got stuck in the world's worst traffic from Basel to Zurich. Excuse I mean, me, from Zurich, was, Zurich to Basel. Excuse me. The traffic was horrible. Oh my god, I almost missed my flight. Um, I do want to point out, I, I, I was introduced to a great gallery at Lister this year, and I'm trying to bring it up. Um, it, is, uh, it is from the city of Tehran in Iran, and uh, mm-hmm. they were doing Lista. They're going to be part of that pop-up gallery thing that the Freeze uh, company is doing in London, and uh, this guy was so cool. We'll get to that a little bit later. Any case, so, uh, so we swung in, Basel happened, the people mm-hmm. want to know what was going down. So I think we should start really with Unlimited, I suppose. Unlimited, yeah, a bunch of big paintings. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> like, what else is there to say? Uh, you know, it was the everyone was very underwhelmed, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, for those who might not know, I'm sure we've spoken about uh, Unlimited is usually these big monster projects, the kind of huge, oftentimes sculptural or installation-based projects that really only people that have their own private or museum foundations are going to be able to acquire, simply yeah. on practical levels, uh, money aside. I mean, sometimes, like, it, 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 it's been home to some of the most incredible things I've ever seen in an art fair. I'm thinking of, like, the Chris Burden in, installation where a gigantic mm-hmm. blimp flew around uh, the the like hangar size building that it's in. I mean, that was an unrealized work that that, that had never been staged uh, by by you know. And Gagosian had the the balls to just throw it in in an art fair, and it was fucking amazing. And like stuff like that just did not exist in Unlimited this year. 
Uh, agree. It was a lot of big paintings uh, on the walls, uh, easily digest, but I don't think a ton of stuff sold. Um, no. I was. I mean, the only thing I was, I was potentially interested in was this great Nate Lowen piece that you and I had originally seen, I think maybe together separately at the Dallas Contemporary Museum during his mm-hmm. uh, survey exhibition maybe five years ago. It's, a, it's made up of 50 individual small paintings that put together become a painting of the United States of America in his very particular drop cloth fashion. It was two yeah. million. It was two great paint. Great piece. Great piece. It was two million dollars. It felt. It was one ri- million rich. in Dallas. That's what I thought, right? Okay, I, want, yeah. I was going to check with you because I remember. Yeah, no, no, I remember. It doubled the price without any sales taking place. Although subsequently, you know, Nate has had a couple of knockout shows at this Werner Gallery, so you know, I don't think the price mm-hmm. was wrong. It was the wrong for my clients uh, right. uh, last week. Um, but love the piece. Love seeing it. Other things I liked, uh, Societe had a great, was that a Trisha um, uh, Barger, that, that video painting Trisha Barger, thing? Yeah, yeah, that was very good. That was very, very good. good. And it took, a, it took a minute. And I will because there were fewer people, usually that's when you're first seeing everyone. And even Unlimited felt a little bit more, um, there was more oxygen. There was more space mm-hmm. uh, walking through. And um, it, I was able to give a piece like that more time than I would necessarily in past years have been able to give right. to it, I think. Mm-hmm. But there weren't that many other really wowing video works that, that you I wanted to spend a lot of time in. Uh, I mean, right? I mean, the only thing that they like, was seen nothing. That, yeah. I mean, there's those Albert Olin paintings. Would you call them paintings? Would you call them speakers? Um, not that a was w- a new new thing for for old Olin. That was kind of interesting. Hated but, you know. it. Yeah. Loved and, uh, it. The Stephen Perino was nice. It was dope. It was great. But you know. It was just a big painting. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was just it was a big, big painting. painting. Um, did you get a price on that? I don't know. No, I didn't. I should have asked. Um, and so uh, that took so on yeah, a little... Yeah. That yeah. happened Monday, and then uh, we all went to uh, our own individual dinners Monday. I think that every Well, major first I had to stop by my um, really well-priced and really depressing hotel room. I'll never, ever do this to myself again. <laughs> Pennywise, Pound Foolish, um, the Ibis Balls mm-hmm. of Bonhoeff. I think I've spoken to on this podcast before it did not yeah. do me right there's something about the textured stucco beige walls that after day two really started to eat into my brain frankly and my, yeah. and my soul if i'm going to be totally truthful and anyway, i stopped off there i gotta hang up all the suits and the clothes that are all scrunched up in the bag get myself mm-hmm. settled and rush off to dinner where were you off to for your first evening dinner or how many dinners I did you go to that night i guess i should ask i really just went to one i went to uh uh the the pace dinner which is at the volks house which is you know the large complex with multiple different dining areas. It was great because, you know, Pace was up in this sort of balcony room where you can step out for a smoke, which is really nice. But, you know, I went downstairs, ran into a bunch of people like who were just having dinner down there. Friend of the pod, Jason Farrago was there. So if you catch up with him while at the Pace dinner, uh, it was good. I, I was next to friend of the pod, Meredith Darrow. And, um, um, we should mention that yeah. the opening also, uh, as is traditionally during Unlimited, was um, a Design Miami, which is a beautiful design fair. Um, you already saw people taking it a little bit safe, though. Uh, the great gallerist Patrick Sagan, great furniture gallerist mm-hmm. uh, dealer, usually has like a massive, like a built-in, like you know, the Cabusier house or something like that. Just had traditional booth, but with amazing things. The fair looked great. But I thought interesting the opening piece as you kind of walk into that lobby level before you get on the escalators was um, uh, with the people that did the rain room, um, and yeah. it was presented by Pace and the not the Blue Man Group, but whatever they call it. Super Blue, yeah. I mean, like, Super Blue. You know. Excuse me. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> it might as, yeah. I mean, Super Blue is like the blue man group of the art world. So, like, I get it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I did it on purpose, bro. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't casual. Um, yeah, Team Lab 
Team Lab. It was it was, it was a very cool piece. These kind of you know uh, uh, a set of chandeliers or vaguely uh, I don't know jellyfish like that rose and mm-hmm. rose and rose and uh, fell according to a certain uh, audio uh, kind of musically musical accompaniment. Pretty cool. But I just thought it was interesting to see that blue group, uh, whatever they're called. I already forgotten what you just said. <laughs> Super blue. Uh, interesting to see them integrating themselves not in the art side of the fair, but into the design fair. Design fair. I mean, it's probably where it belongs. I mean, people love this shit. You know, like like people were like like super hyped on whatever the fuck this thing was in the design fair. I didn't even go into the design fair. It was great. Oh, come on. Like, that's where you, that's where you can actually do some I'm shopping. There's this guy that just <laughs> right. had, there's yeah. a guy who is the, the, I think he's the, I, I don't know his name. I didn't stop and chat with him. We just passed by the booth, but I believe he's the foremost expert in Bakelite um, uh, radio consoles. And he had the most beautiful booth of Bakelite uh, radios from the 1930s and 50s. I mean, I mean, that's like a real dork for something real cool, knowledgeable person. Why I'm into it. Um, I <laughs> love, I love, dick. I love the design fair. I love the design fair. Um, mm. Just before I, I, I want to back up before we get into dinners, we had your dinner and I'm gonna go mm-hmm. into mine um, briefly uh, with discretion. But I did say, you know, already when you got to Basel, uh, I emailed in as I'm sure you did my vaccine card. Someone had dealt oh, with yeah. it. So all through Zurich, like we were getting tested every three days in order to get into restaurants. Oftentimes, what you needed to get into the same restaurant on an hour by hour basis was different. Anyway, got right to the fair. It was such a, I, I got to hand it to Mark and his entire team at Art Basel. It was such an efficiently run program, at least from my perspective. It really was. Went in, they had all my info. You got a special bracelet that acted to get you into the fair to show you were vaccinated or had a recent test. Very easy. And a lot of the local businesses, hotels and, uh, and, and uh, restaurants and as such we're also mm-hmm. uh, allowing you to just use the bracelet as, as opposed to finding the swiss app on your phone yeah very it, cool. it was it was very easy in basel and zurich yeah the corner hall would not let us in without getting a test but then the next day they would next day they would no problem oh really after i'd gone and gotten a test but i like, couldn't get the results because i had no wi-fi and then ask if the corner hall is wi-fi i can use to download them I'm like no fuck you this isn't a starbucks americano um anyway um but uh, it was, it was fucking insane but you know, I wanted that martini and that, and that feel so badly that I went and got tested. No, and you told me to do such. You told me to do such. I actually had to uh, to our dinner. I should say, uh, because I didn't have the proper things. Uh, <laughs> um, and I hope no one from the Colonel Hollow organization is listening. I actually snuck in. I was like, "Fuck it! Snuck I nothing is going to keep me from that veal." Uh, I know I'm good. I don't. I know I'm not a public health uh, my, threat. My favorite. My favorite part is the guy who denied you entrance like the first time, and then clearly did not see you come in with the test. Definitely noticed you were there, and definitely just didn't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah Intervene. Yeah. No, definitely, <laughs> I'm, like, we, bro. We had a five thousand dollar bottle of wine on the table. <laughs> he was like, "All good." <laughs> yeah, that's the cost of entry: a test or a five thousand dollar bottle. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, I just want to say, Mark, and and I think there was a lot of questions about how it was going to run, at least from my perspective, with the with the the type of vaccine I had and the type of American vaccine card. It was like butter. Um, but I know it did keep a lot of people from traveling. Anyway, so uh, I went to a, a dinner for another one of the major galleries um, that was hosted at um, Chez Donati, the great, mediocre to great Italian restaurant, which is actually owned by La Troie, uh Triconing, mm-hmm. the Three Kings, the hotel with three names. Um, I had a great meal at, at Chez Donati, actually. I thought the food was, was better than I remember. I, when I, so when I went, the, the gallery is a very limited menu you were choosing from. It was fine. I chose the wrong entree. It's really, it's on me. Oh, okay. on me. Uh, went back a couple nights later, which we'll get to. Um, and that mm-hmm. was superb. I would say great to superb. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got to bed uh, early that night. Big day of the course. next day. Worst night of my sleep. I didn't drink really at all. I had like three glasses of wine at dinner. Worst fucking night of my sleep on the trip. Um, definitely yep. like couldn't fall asleep till one. Woke up at like six. Um, like anxious. First day of the fair for someone like me. It's like Christmas morning. You know, you know I had you're, you know, you're anxious. They, a lot of talk about not a lot of American clients. I had two clients that were meeting, so I was a little bit anxious about how to manage. You know, and both pretty big, uh, kind of big, pretty big players. One one bigger than the other, but both like two of my two of my favorite clients certainly. Uh, 
uh, mm. full stop, um, uh, or two of them anyway. Now that I think about it, they're all my favorite. You can't, you can't have a favorite children. But anyway, two, yeah. two big clients. Managing two people at once was like, I was anxious about it. Up, I, I felt like I had been up till six in the morning, like just guzzling champagne, uh, which I certainly Damn. didn't, uh, and was dragging ass uh, and got myself over to, you know, was on, and then on back and forth on text with my assistant, kind of all morning, setting up maps and priorities on where do we have to go first and figuring out how to navigate, um, you know, all mm-hmm. the holes we had. Um, felt like crap. And then I, I took a, an Uber. I didn't take the tram. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm tired. Uh, get to the Mesa wow. Platz and just step out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's, let's fucking go. Come on. It's an let's art fair. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Had, had a coffee with the boys, uh, meeting the clients, uh, and got ourselves sorted with Megan, my, my soon to be recently, my soon to be dearly departed assistant, and got, God, got her all geared up. What are you going to do without Megan? I, I don't know. Oh, um, what about you? Did you attend the breakfast before the fair? I've, I've never, I don't do breakfast anyway. It's bad for your body. Um, but, and certainly not before fair. I don't need their free champagne. Yeah, I'm not a breakfast guy. I, I stopped in for like the last few minutes. I never drink the champagne because like it's just like gotta, you know, be sharp for at least the first like four or five hours of the yep, fair. Yep. Just like, you know, you know, but like I, I did have like an oyster or two. Uh, what if you get a nice. bad oyster? I mean, I've never had a bad oyster, but I know it's out there. What if you get a bad oyster right for the fair? That seems like a bummer. Okay, the odds of you getting a bad oyster at like you know while the runart is like fucking like flowing is very very slim. Dude, I'm, a, I'm, an, erotic, I'm an erotic motherfucker. Dude, I'll eat oysters all the fucking time. I'm not scared of a bad oyster. Okay. You can't yeah. live your life I'm, being scared of. I'm bad not oysters. scared of one, but I'm not gonna. I just don't need one first thing in the morning before I go to an art fair. Hey man, I'll eat oysters like at fucking nine a.m. I don't give a fuck. Listen, I know you're right about this, but like I'm still not gonna do it. Like I 100 know you're right. I feel embarrassed about myself, but them's the bricks. Oh, man. Just what what a way to live a life. Just scared of it. Um, so I was really I didn't actually even see you, I don't think, uh, during the opening no. hours of the fair at all. I was like heads down, like all the things I just mm-hmm. spoke about, the two guys, we had priorities. It was stressful, it was intense, it was great, it felt awesome to be back at a real major mega international fair. Um we can get into it. Uh, I'll give you I mean I want to hear your perspective. Well, I'll give you my perspective, um, you know, which is nothing that you can't read in Bloomberg or the fucking Times or I don't know, Artnet. Um, or in your fan- fantastic cover, you know, people were conservative by and large with what they brought. Mm-hmm. Conservative, yep. not meaning uh, in terms of medium or subject matter, but really they didn't bring out any of the big, big major guns, I would say, uh, in terms of price point or things that would be tough to sell. Um, but that didn't mean that people weren't buying because people were buying. Uh, most of the things I acquired would actually basically said yes to a week ago. Uh, almost right. everything was sold uh, well ahead of time uh, out of the previews, but you kind of want to go and see it or kind of, you know, a couple things they, they haven't quite decided on. So you want to go and make your case in person. Great thing about having clients with me is that by showing the client that was willing to schlep from the Midwest of the United States to Switzerland to show the seriousness of intent, which I think helped in a couple cases, but nothing mm-hmm. was really blown. But I really had blinders on. I wasn't even, I was like super rude to people. I just, I can't, uh, I, there's like five hours. I just can't deal with humanity. Um, outside the people that like I'm making deals with or on behalf. Um, what about you? Just you, you, you're able to keep your eyes up a little bit more. What was the buzz like? Was there buzz like there usually is? Yeah, I mean, there was buzz uh, because I think people were excited to be back in Basel and excited to be at this place that they traditionally feel is the best art fair in the world. The problem was just the Americans weren't there. There were no Asian collectors there. And like that is, uh, you know, it's a huge chunk of the attendees. And like, you know, there would be times when I'd be walking around and I'd just see these sort of semi-anonymous Europeans who I assumed were collectors who might be buying, but no fucking sharks, you know? Like there were just like no big American sharks there. Some of their advisors were there, but like, you know, it's that's a void, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, but you know, all of us... uh you know, that were there. 
I think there were there weren't that many Americans there, but Americans had bought still a preponderance of the art. Yeah, so, I think I think the lack of Asian clientele was actually more detrimental mm-hmm. in the end uh, to the, both the vibe and the buying. But right. you know, this notion that I mean, the notion that weren't Americans there. I mean, there were a lot of advisors, walk, American advisors, walking out without clients, which you know. I mean, I'll obviously like look down on just because I had someone, but they were definitely doing business. Yes, that's true. Um, and even for me, I mean, I did the math um, last night and uh, by, uh, not by volume, but by value, it was certainly my biggest Basel ever. That's great. I mean, so one thing to think about was like, you know, the, the, the lead like, like, story like, in the like, art newspaper. Yeah. Yep. The story of the art newspaper as you walked in was um, Asian buying going through the roof at auction, right? So like right now we're seeing, you know, at auction where, you know, you can obviously buy remotely, the people who are really upping their shit with, in terms of how much they're spending, what they're buying, everything is, you know, Asian collectors. And so if you take that out of the fair equation, you know, some of that like stuff is going to sell. Like Chris Vandevink is not going to sell his fucking $40 million Basquiat, right? Like it's just not going to happen. Especially when it's worth 35. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and like, yeah, like another dealer who will not be named, who brought like a lot of fucking big, you know, like fancy name paintings, didn't sell anything. You know, it's like, yeah, if you're Dave Kornansky, you're obviously going to sell like, you know, new work by like the hot fucking artists to like your American clients, like, you know, before the fair opens. But like, if you're bringing like big secondary shit that people have seen, people here have seen, or, you know, are just like aren't really in demand, it's not going to sell. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was, although a couple of the downstairs gallerists that I spoke to, including some friends of the pod, seem to have done quite well. It wasn't a, wasn't a gangbusters year, but they sold a number mm-hmm. of objects on the floor, um, instigated deals yeah. that, that began and then consummated there. Um, you know, uh, you know, there was a bunch of rehanging going on. I, I came back the totally. second day. Um, so I think, you know, obviously in the kind of, I would call it like, the mid mega, uh, meaning people like David Kordansky and others that I can't even think of, talking about in the city coals, you know, they were doing quite, quite well. Um, totally uh, and like no it, it wasn't a failure by any means in fact it was actually quite successful i think that at, at, at every basel you'll see like you know big seven even you know uh eight figure works that don't sell um that are just trotted out for you know for just display sake um i know that like yeah also like the statements galleries like did great like everyone there sold if not everything then almost everything they were very satisfied even though some of them had projects that they had conceived of two years ago. You know? Yeah, and, and some um, of them were really uh, uncommercial, even by my standards and my heart. Yeah. Know, heart when I, I mean, I, um, I think I can say this. It was really happy to acquire... Well, we'll hold off on that. Um, well, I'll say I can say this. I was really happy to acquire from the statements a piece for myself, a little David Rapinoe uh, drawing. It was, it was more in the, in, the, in the iPad from one of the galleries there. I'm pretty stoked mm-hmm. on that acquisition for myself. And I will say this, and was able to get an amazing Elaine Cameron Weir. And I thought it was going to be like a dogfight or something, like a fantastic neon That's work great. On, on behalf of a client in this case. Um, Those fucking ruled. Yeah, they did rule. I mean, it was you know, one of the better young works in the fair, young sculptural works, full stop. Um, I, thought stoked sta- on that. I thought statements was fucking great. I thought that, that almost every single booth ripped. Like, you know, that's a, a, a sector that just is consistently good. This was really, really good. Um, you know, some Agreed. of my favorite Agreed. galleries it was well, it was well curated, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, you know, Thoughts, I thought, looked Queer great. Thoughts crushed it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that so work good. is really good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't get anyone yeah. to, to, to pull the trigger, but I think it's exceptional work. Shout out to Emlyn Gallery. Shout out to High Art. These guys are just, they're pros. Yeah. They're yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're young pros. But um, was mm-hmm. that, was Society technically in that, or have they graduated beyond no, that? No, they, they've graduated. Okay. Um, so I had, like, a very successful, like, you know, upper 
upper seven figure day, which was nice. Didn't even realize until after the fact. It felt like a shit show at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Clients were both like who were both supposed to come to dinner with me that night. Um, I'd had a client with me uh, the, the night before at one of the major dinners. Both were like, you know what, dude, it's four o'clock. We're, we're staying in Zurich. Each of them said this to me separately. Do you mind? Yeah. Like, is it okay if we just skip? Like, we can fly out tomorrow. Like, dude, go with God. Uh, and then I'm right up to the second floor. So obviously, I had lunch of, uh, I always buy my clients a veal sausage uh, in the mm. down the courtyard and do little stop and chats kind of halfway through the buying period, uh, kind of after the major stuff is done, but before we just do the kind of like, you know, grazing, as it were. Um, mm. So, and I love like throwing down the card and like, you know, the one meal a year they, they let me buy. Um, a friend of the pod, <laughs> Meredith, definitely ran up to, to grab my space in line, happily bought her and her client a wow. sausage. Um, but anyway, so uh, clients uh, uh, shuffle out, make a beeline up to the raclette stand, have a little melted cheese with Megan, and uh, and oh, re- recap the sales, kind of go through what we you know kind of what we have to do, and spent the last couple hours just like to wander um, without without a goal in mind, um, without you know mm-hmm. kind of checking everything off, just kind of like see what's up, stop and chat with people, um, you know, see if there's things that I didn't know from the PDFs that I could sell to Americans that are kind of just waking up at that period. Um, cause it's important to, to service the people that aren't there with you as well as the people that are. And then uh, we went to the same dinner that right, right? We did. It was the dinner for, uh, as we mentioned, our friend Daniel Vichelhaus's gallery in Berlin, Societe. Truly one of the, the, the most fun was, galleries you could ever hang was with. Was that the dinner you expected him to be throwing? Because it was not the dinner I did. No, I mean, like, I had no expectations. But I guess in the past, um, Societe had uh, hosted their dinner at a restaurant in Basel called uh, the restaurant Schnabel, yep. which is unrelated to the the painter and, and and director and his family, but still obviously reminds you of Julian Schnabel when you're there. And of course, Julian Schnabel has nothing to do with society. So that was always kind of a fun in joke. I don't even know if it counts as a joke, but um, yeah, it was not at the restaurant Schnabel. It was at the Safranzumst, which was, I had no idea what it was, but we, when we got there, it turned out it was this ginormous fucking like dining hall that seemed like it was from like the 1650s. I think it was not actually that old, but like it looked like it was. And it was really quite the scene. It was a super scene. Most, I would say 80% Europeans, obviously 90% Europeans, yeah. German speakers that I didn't know, but really uh-huh. fashionable guy and a huge dinner, like very fancy, very not formal. Daniel gave an amazing speech, one of the better gallery, really gallery art fair speeches I've ever heard. Just kind of welcoming us all back, not to the fair, not to his booth, but to the art world. Uh, and yeah. I thought that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. It was truly inspiring. It turned out I actually ended up having dinner with Daniel three nights in a row <laughs> that night and the, the subsequent two nights. Oh, did you go to his um, second dinner? I did go to his second dinner. And then a, a third dinner was organized by a friend who's a director at Gojin, and Daniel happened to be there. That was the Shade Donati dinner. And so I got a lot of quality time. That's funny. The next night I also went to a Shade Donati dinner. The night that you were with Daniel, the second night, in the, the, the you guys were in the wine cellar, right, of Litois? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, great room. We used to do the Phillips dinners yeah. there. Oh, such a little great James room. Bond. Oh, we'll, we'll get to, we'll, we'll get to well, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, actually, no, we should talk about this. So, this, so Daniel also did a dinner the next night. I didn't go. You did. I know Locke was going to be there. Uh, down, and you have to go through the kitchen to enter the space. We used to do these great Phillips it's dinner there. So cool. You feel like you're in a James Bond movie a little bit. That was always oh, my yeah. reference point. Like you know, sneaking through the the, the four literally four three Michelin star uh, uh, restaurant kitchen to get down to the dinner. Super cool. That's one of the coolest things about that hotel, which truly is one of the greatest hotels in Europe, uh, is that like it has all these kind of semi-secret rooms. There's obviously there's the cigar lounge, there's the uh, you know the cellar room that's separate from this this like wine room. You know the, the cigar lounge, which is amazing. Oh yeah, oh, I know. In there, uh, a lot of people have had their dinners down there. 
which is fun. There's obviously these be an old Gagosian spot. They used to do their big air dinners, right? Yeah, so that's a totally different spot. That's like on the other side of the house. Yeah, I remember seeing um, uh, uh, Virgil do a DJ set uh, down there once, as one as one does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Basel had no Larry, no Virgil, <laughs> no Kanye. Like, like it, it was like that lacking you know in the sort of. <laughs> Come on, um, but uh, you know what? It did have it did have Matthew Barney. Yeah. Which we should, so we yeah, let's about. let's get to the next day. I, I mean, I'm not gonna go through my. No one wants to hear my itinerary. I always get up and then I go back to the fair and really do it in an orderly in orderly manner to make sure that I don't miss anything on the fairgrounds. And then saw all the museums. That, we don't need to go into that. Um, some great stuff, but but no one needs to hear about it. But here's the thing. So I was ready to go though. I was like, I had a hotel room booked in Zurich. Zur- I was like, I'm, I got to get out of this depressing fucking shithole of a hotel room I'm in. Uh, it was really crushing me. And you're like, oh well, there's this Matthew Barney thing. Do you want to see if you can get? And I'm like, oh fuck that I would stay for. Like he's one of my all time favorite contemporary artists. Yes. I want to see his performance. I think it was capped at a hundred or 120 people, something ridiculous like this, uh, at the Schrelogger. Tell us about it, Nate. Tell, tell, so, g- give me the FOMO. Give it to me like in the veins you alluded oh, to in the column, God. but I really want to like make me feel it. So I, I heard from a friend, I guess uh, a little over a week ago that, that there's going to be this Matthew Barney thing. Um, uh, there was no real information about it online. Nothing really. It's just like the name of it. Um, and so when I was in Zurich, I had a dinner um, hosted by Ava Prestenhuber, uh, the great uh, you know, Zurich the dealer who also has a space just a block away from me on Great Jones Street. Anyway, ran into a friend of the pod uh, uh, who happens to be a, a partner at Gladstone Gallery. That's Max Falkenstein. And, and I asked Max if he could hook me up with... The Belgian explosion. Yeah. And so uh, Max had to work his magic over a few days really because it was a really really tight list of uh people who were invited to see this back do they know you you write for vanity fair though <laughs> yeah so eventually i got in um but uh yeah it was just like arriving it was just like collectors barney's dealers and museum directors like it was it was just like really like a murderer's intense. row basically yeah it was just everyone you can imagine um and it was just like the first time that that kind of like star power had been in one room. So it was like a little, you know, a little odd to have like, like just stop into a conversation with Klaus Biesenbach and Barbara Gladstone and Maya Hoffman. Um, and like, just like have like the, the sort of just like, like people just like talking to each other. After and and no phones or, allowed, right? Do you have to check the phones or they just trust you to keep them in your pocket? They, they just trusted us to, to hold on to them. There was definitely no photos or videos allowed. I snuck one photo, uh, which I feel bad about, but like, for no, you don't. journalism <laughs> um <laughs> so anyway just to, i don't want to give too much away because there's kind of a thing that you really have to experience in okay. person okay. that's why i didn't really write about it all that much because like it wouldn't really can it's, it's just it's hard to convey it would be like dancing happening. it would be like dancing about architecture exactly like, i mean like, i can tell you that like these dancers were like like in circles. And, no, no, it's fine. Know, I just want to, it doesn't I, matter. You know. I had phone, but, but, the, but by the time Max, who I know, like really did his best to add me in at the last minute and it was impossible. By the time I figured that out, I was like, I'll just stay here. It's fine. Went to a very nice dinner uh, hosted by one of the other mega galleries, more of a small friends and family affair at Chez Donati. Uh, mm. And uh, with like great people, great gossip, can't control it. But someone I yeah. met there was this amazing guy from Tehran, lives in Tehran, has a gallery called uh, uh, Dustin's Basement uh, that we're showing mm. at Lista. And we we, yeah. we got to have this guy on if he is able to do that. Um, really interesting. I've been about that gallery before. I've never you, been. I didn't really but... know, it, but yeah, obviously. And uh, and uh, yeah. 
uh, artist and Gagosian director Andy Avini shows at this gallery. I'll actually be will, and and has, has had a number of pieces there. I'll actually be having a solo show in 2022. So it might be cool to have That's both very of them cool. on. Andy Super Avini, cool. Yeah. Super great cool. artist, obviously, uh, a and a great... power, you know, power broker, like, and an artist, like, you know, a uh, really interesting, mm-hmm. I think, captivating and and sweet human being. Um, anyway, um, we reconvened a little bit that evening. I was tired. I decided I had a six a.m. car picking me up to go to uh, Zurich, so I was out. But you, buddy, you stayed for the long haul, like three more fucking days. Yeah, I mean, my how, how much schnitzel like... can one man eat? Yeah, you know, I actually ended up switching to like eating just like Asian food. Like I found like some noodles places because I just couldn't handle the sausages anymore. It was getting to me. I saw you devouring a poke bowl on the first day. I believe I have a video of it. I didn't. I didn't post it. It I wasn't going to mention that. Okay, it was a disgusting choice. First of all, (laughs) watching you do it from across the the courtyard was not was not my not your finest moment, shall we say? And I decided. uh, uh, Someone convinced me the next day to do that same thing. Actually, have the vegan version from the poke bowls. It was the most disgusting fucking food I've ever had. Yeah, vegan poke bowl. It was like it was like tofu. Well, first of all, the one with fish in it also had cantaloupe. Who the fuck puts cantaloupe in a savory? dish anyway yeah we're getting we're getting all pissed but it made me mad like literally upset look the food in the fair apart everyone knows this the only good food is the sausages everything else sucks like and there was like and the reclet yeah but like sometimes you just can't eat a sausage if it's day three in like you're like your body is like i got you i got you you're not wrong but like also maybe you are we're spoiled by like you know like freeze new york always had like fucking roberta's and like you know court street grocers and shit like that like you can eat Listen, like good food every day despite our love of kronenhaga the swiss not known for their great food there's no, like they're like four or five key dishes and none of them are light i mean like being back in new york is fucking amazing because i can like eat lunch at the odeon and go to dinner at Bacaro, and it's like you know like better food than I've eaten for the past like you know week and a half. And they have vegetables, so that's cool. Yeah, vegetables, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. like um, I, I mean, I want to get into some of the key, and we touched on this. Just some of the key kind of um, takeaways or kind of stories that emerged out of this. Uh, one of the most prevalent one we kind of we touched on this is oh, there are no Americans, and I think. Um, uh, uh, our acquaintance, uh, Alan Cervales, uh, was quoted in Bloomberg. Butchered his name. <laughs> what? Well, give it to me. T- say, uh, say it Alan Survey. Survey. Oh, I can do that. Alan Survey. <laughs> uh, super smart guy. Sorry, Alan. I know I'm, you're listening. I, I'm super. I'm sorry, Alan. That's fucking terrible. What I am a loud American. What can I say for myself? <laughs> a monolinguist, loud American. Um, uh, it was you know quoted. And you know how quotes work. And one of the people saying, "Oh, it's, you know, it's it's quieter. There are less Americans here. I can have more long." And I'm paraphrasing. I can have long more conversations because it's not just Americans asking about the price and he's right mm-hmm. and is wrong because guess what there were a bunch of americans there like me asking about the price and we were the ones that were doing all the fucking transacting at a higher level from what <laughs> yeah. but also it's true that yeah that's what us americans do um and that's what an art fair is for it's not for discourse it's not for you know it's not for you know too much interaction especially not on the first day you can go back and have a long talk with the gallery director in depth about an artist practice sure but that's not for the first day so he's wrong and he's right but he i would say unfairly took a lot of slack from um um, I won't say my least favorite boomers because, like, I love them for what they are, and I love them for what they are and who they are, and, also, have to have them on the and pod, also hate so them for their. Like... Okay, I mean, I just you know there was a big brouhaha about it. We're working on getting them on the pod, but both Jerry Saltz and um, who's the other guy? 
Mark Rich's wife, uh, Mark Rich's daughter's wife, Kenny Schachter, um, were really, I would say, performatively offended in the same way that the right wing gets performatively offended by things that they know are true, um, really went after uh, Alain and I think his very debonair style of dress. Um, I'm not defending them. I'm not taking any sides. I think it's a lot of losers in this battle. Um, but, uh, but, Look, uh, Alain, but, but, Alain no, but, likes but, to stir the pot. Like, yeah, and of course. Like, and, you know, and, they, and they they went to smack him down for something. But, but I just want to return to this. I mean, there were a ton of Americans there. They were just buying on the phone and online. They just weren't walking around. And it's never a fair that's inundated with Americans. It never has the hanger honors or the, the kind of the fill-in mm-hmm. people. I would say there was less of the fill-in from like London and other places, like the kind of social set that will come through to see and be seen. In the that's same way that point. Americans go to Miami to see and be seen. For Basel, it's more of a European-specific thing. So it looks more tasteful, but it's kind of the same. And we right. lost a lot of that. And that's what made, I mean... I know it wasn't. Gr- I know some of the galleries didn't love it, but it felt great for transacting, for moving between places within the mm-hmm. fair when you're in a rush, and just for the general vibe. It really felt like one of business. Like, listen, I saw you know, you know who's there with the, uh, other than me, other advisors. I saw with uh, with clients, Sandy Heller. Like he wasn't Sandy walking around. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm blanking on the young guy's name, uh, uh, who's great, um, uh, who works for for another advisor. But yeah, I mean, there were there were other Americans there with clients and, and were transacting, and there were a ton of American advisors that I know had clients on the phone and were acting on their behalf. I mean, Eleanor. I'm mm. sure she was doing some business, oh, yeah. but she was there alone, oh, of course um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, amongst others. Um, so I think it was a, kind of a false canard. Um, I think the real thing was there wasn't any. There was there were very few things people were fighting over. I think probably I was an engagement. My guess is like the Izzy Wood booth, uh, or the mostly yeah. Izzy Wood booth. My guess is that was like a dog fight. People fighting over things. There were certain pictures that I myself was fighting over, but it wasn't like solo booths that were setting things on fire. It didn't have that kind of feeling of like, you know, must get now. People uh, really loved the, the the Jessica Silverman artist who had the show at the Kunsthalle. Because uh, that's great work. Yeah. Super super work. Um, mm-hmm. That I think people were really fighting over those. Yeah. 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 Um, Matthew Angelo Harrison. Yeah. Think? I mean, those have been good for a while. She's been working with him for a while. Her booth uh, with a different artist whose name I don't have in front of me, uh, a woman of um, a kind of a First Nations people extraction. Um, and mm. I don't want to get the nation wrong, so I won't guess. Um, also, fantastic scope work that also were almost fantastic. entirely gone. Uh, I know got um, mentioned in a bunch of the kind of summary uh, usual articles. Um, any other good gossip? I didn't see any. I'm sorry, uh, I didn't see any great bad behavior. Um, yeah, and I want to. I'm sorry, Tolga. I was in town that night. I just cu- I couldn't Tolga. The to- Tolgaing was 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 fun. I Tolga. It was. It's always know, fun. I have the best times of my life there. It's just I have to be in the right mindset, and the right mood. Uh, uh, my amount of like wine at dinner has to be just not too much, not too little. Right. I mean, like you know, you know me. Like I'm much more of a let's sit at the bar, have a martini, like talk for three hours, like while smoking cigarettes kind of guy. I'm not like a let's go to the club guy. You know, I'm not like a like a dancing guy. I've but seen I was you dance. I was fucking on the floor. Well, Tolga got me on the floor. Because listen, time. Tolga and Mark, uh, and I know Mark's a little bit involved. And this is the director's cup party that our friend uh, Tolga throws uh, almost every major art fair. They fly in cool. badass fucking house music they're DJs. So, and if you're going to so get anyone good. to move, bring in a world-class house music DJ, and it is going to happen. I know. It's kind of like the way I feel about champagne. If it's not like really good champagne, I'm not going to drink it. If it's not like a really, really good like DJ flown in from some fucking like, capital of nowhere, you know, like it's not going to make me dance, and these guys make me dance. They're good. Tolga knows the shit. 
Great analogy. I love it. And we're basically, yeah. I guess, I guess, I get some wrap up business, but we're basically going to leave it there. Cause what else is to be said? Mm-hmm. I think that's all the major storylines. It was, it was great to be back. You know, I'm ready for, I'm ready for freeze. You and I have, uh, I think some travel coming up as well. And then I'll be off to London uh, a little bit early. Might go up right. and see a friend of the pod, Rob's house up in the North before freeze. Oh um, shit. I want to do that. <laughs> uh, we'll God see. I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Um, what, other, other things are going on. Oh, I do want to mention, um, uh, a little bit of horror self-promotion. Uh, Google two by two for AIDS and art. It's an amazing we event love happening in Dallas. Yeah, pod. amazing event. Let's They've asked go. me to curate some of the selections along with a couple other young advisors for, and I love calling myself young, uh, for what's going to be in their amazing auction. Uh, it, it benefits the DMA uh, and Amfar, a great AIDS-related charity. There's some dope things in the live auction. It's uh, it's been uh, the, the kind of the honoree is Nara. So there's a killer Nara painting. You can't afford it, so don't worry about it. But maybe you want to bid on it. Amazing Joel Messler painting. Maybe you can afford. It. I don't know. What tax bracket is probably not but it's an incredible one and then a ton of affordable stuff uh so there'll be stuff in the live auction there's some stuff you can like click on it and buy it right now um a great robert janice painting um some other really really cool things so go check it out just i don't know find me on instagram it's in my bio that's so it's for a good cause go do it for a good cause um people mad people listen to our shit from zurich name but you know we didn't get any fucking reviews i don't care if it's a bad review because i like to use it as a screenshot (laughs) for like the instagram stories if Uh, it's vicious great make it witty though if it's great wait doesn't need to be witty if it's great i don't care you can be totally been if you're listening right now we're about to sign off so stop listening and just leave a comment go right now now. this is the music the outro is about to go we're gonna say we're gonna say no to bene out in a second three two one no to bene out see you soon 